Kim, how do I take a screenshot on my phone? Hold down the on button and the volume up button at the same time. Hi, I'm Cam, holistic health coach, mom to two humans and four pets. Hi, I'm Amelia, laboratory scientist by day and food scientist by night. Welcome to our show. Join us as we share our holistic approach to life after 50. You can expect real life stories with a dash of humor and a ton of truth. If it happens in midlife, we're going to talk about it. So hit that subscribe button and follow along. We're the Midlife Mamas. Lordy, lordy, girl, the uh, technology woes we have in midlife are never ending for me. I don't know about you, but today, folks, we are going to talk about using technology in midlife, the good, the bad, and the ugly. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it could be all of those things at some point, don't you think? Yeah, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I feel like we've uh, climbed a mountain by learning how to do a podcast all by ourselves. Yeah, we totally figured this out by ourselves. <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. And so therefore, you can do anything as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I want to tell a little funny story because to me, midlife is anything above 50, which includes, you know, how what it looks like for my for my mother-in-law and my mom and my father-in-law and so forth. And so recently my mother-in-law has been ill and she's 84. So, you know, let's be honest. And she couldn't do anything. And so her best friend, who's like 15 years younger, so let's say this woman is 70, bought her an iPad and it took like two weeks for her to learn how to use it, but she loves it now. So uh, do you have any fun stories about, uh, about, <laughs> about technology and your people? Oh, yeah. So my father, he's awesome. He loves sending those gifts. Like he's amazing at searching and sending <laughs> funny things it. in the messages. But um, just this week, he was trying to post an Instagram reel, which hello, that's amazing. It's the first time I've ever seen him do that. So the first the first one was of my my sister and myself and him. We were at the beach, uh, I don't know, a year or so ago. And it was there. It was like a little movie. And it was awesome. The second posting was him <laughs> staring at his phone staring down his phone and you could tell he was trying to get it to load but it had already loaded so it was just a video of him looking down at his phone trying to get it to work it was funny that's <laughs> hilarious and um, I hope he won't mind us laughing at his expense but you know on some sort of scale cam I've had those exact same moments myself I cannot uh -huh. deny it Yep. Yeah. So either technology is amazing and it's like connects us to other people or it's like very frustrating. <laughs> exactly. So let's just talk for a second about in midlife, what are our gut reactions to technology, especially new things? Tell us what, how you feel about it. Um, in general, I learned this mostly from my 23-year-old daughter. She has amazing boundaries. Her phone's always on like um, silent mode. Or, so she's choosing to go instead of like getting alerts. But if I find, if I have boundaries around social media, I feel so much happier. But let's be transparent. I work on my phone and I'm on my phone all the time and I'm communicating with clients from all over or, you know, midlife women all over. And if I don't have those boundaries in place, I and I stay too long, I just feel yucky. Like my eyes hurt, my head hurts, and I'm just, I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> have you ever had that happen? I have had that happen. And I, I too, I applaud Alyssa's, um, you know, self-discipline for those restrictions on, mm -hmm. on her time and her mental health. 
But I have to say that when I think about the use of technology, my gut reaction is one of anxiety because uh, I'm expected to use many software programs in my new-ish job that I'm not familiar with. And as a performer on the Enneagram scale, it gives me anxiety to admit that I don't know how to do it. So it could be something like complex charts and graphs in Excel to some sort of animated something in PowerPoint to something as simple as creating and modifying a PDF. So these are all things that um, before my current job, I didn't have to use these things in daily life. And so it gives me anxiety. So I have to reach a point where it feels like more of more of an adventure and less like a chore. Yeah. And I would just say YouTube is amazing. And believe it or not, TikTok, those are both search engines. They want to be search engines. So if you type in YouTube or TikTok, whatever you're trying to do, you can find the answer in like a one minute video, which is amazing to me. I just recently learned how to mirror my iPhone in a Zoom call so everyone could see what I was trying to show on my on my phone without a cord. And I was like, this is amazing. It was so easy. And I was like, I'm so proud of myself. I just learned that this week. (laughs) That's incredible. And that's such a good place to start with regard to our midlife friends and listeners to say, you know, if you don't know how to do it, there's, there's actually a technological way to find out. So TikTok and YouTube are really great uh, tips. So thanks for that. Yeah. So just they're like search engines. So just search it in there. So it seems like our kids, millennials, have a better grasp on technology. Agree or disagree? (laughs) I I agree with that um, for the most part. Like my daughter had to help me set up Netflix. And then I have a coworker who recently left our organization and she's literally like a year older than my daughter. So she's squarely a millennial. And so her tasks were divided up uh, amongst the remaining staff when she left. And there was a sequence of steps. It was the bottom line is the desired outcome was I was to send an email to this group of people when certain data came in every month. Girl, she whipped through those instructions and went, oh, you go here and you download this and then you zip this and then you, you know, you copy this and you paste it here and you have to change this and oh, don't forget to look there for for the correct dates. And I was about to break out in a cold sweat. So (laughs) she kept saying, oh, it's easy. You'll get it. And I had to do it this week, Cam. I actually had to do it. So Uh I did have to ask another coworker to be like, hey, can you double check this? But I did figure it out. It wasn't the end of the world. But what she did in like four minutes, it literally took me 45. So I would agree with the statement that millennials do better, but maybe I'm just putting too much pressure on myself. I'm not sure. Yeah. And so in the future, there's something called Loom, L-O-O-M. It's amazing. It's a, it's free. You can get the upgraded version, but you don't need it. And it's, um, it will screen record your laptop and you can go and talk and like, she could have done the directions oh, cool. visually and recorded it for you. And then you, yeah, it's an m- amazing tool. So anyway. <laughs> I mean, what is your thoughts on the whole millennials versus Gen Xers? You seem to have a really good grasp of technology. 
I just figure it out. Like, I feel like everything is figure outable. <laughs> so I just figure it out. I'm really good at guess and check. And I'm just like, I'm just going to figure this out. So whether it be Canva for like graphic arts or yeah. the Zoom thing, or I just figure it out. I, I made my own website. I don't know. <laughs> That's really cool. Have you actually read the Marie Forleo book called Everything is Figure Outable? Absolutely. Oh, nice. <laughs> Probably 2019 before I like uh, uh, launched myself into the world of online business. So yeah, it was sometime in that period. I think yeah. I yeah, I think I read it in 2020 and I probably uh-huh. need to go back. You've inspired me to maybe go back and read that book because it's a really uplifting read. It kind of makes you feel I wouldn't say invincible, but certainly like you can achieve stuff that seem well, not figure outable. Yeah, and and I can't I can't underline enough the importance of being positive, having a positive mindset. I just found out about this story. Um, It's a study that was called the counterclockwise study. And the uh, lab person, I can't think of her name right off the top of my head, brain fog. um, She took men to a monastery and had them live for five days as if it was 1959. And they were young men versus elderly men. And in that five-day period, they only heard news and saw things as if it was 1959. And at the end of the experiment, all of their biometrics improved, their eyesight, everything. Some men who walked in with a cane and had their family carrying their suitcase walked out carrying their own suitcases under their own willpower in just five short days. So the power of our mind and how our body responds is super important. So that goes to this conversation. We can figure out anything and being positive is one step towards that. (laughs) Gosh, that is so amazing. I've not heard that story about the men and I just, I'm amazed. Like that's just so powerful. Check it out. I think it was in 1981 or 1979, somewhere along that time period. And um, yeah, so amazing. It's And I know the power of our brain as far as healing goes. There's the Heal documentary on Netflix is amazing. So that's something else to check out, just how our mind and our body is connected. And then also there's a book called by Bruce Lipton, The Biology of Belief. And he is he says that 95% of our genes can be turned on or off based on our thoughts, environment, stuff like that. Only 5% are like, if you have that gene, you're going to have this thing happen. And that's amazing to me. <laughs> Absolutely. So speaking of the mind cam, one of the ways that we can not be so frustrated by technology and what we know or don't know is taking the opportunity to learn. And for mm-hmm. me, you know, because I want to be seen as knowledgeable, that's a little daunting sometimes. So sometimes instead of being open and receptive to learning moments and admitting that I don't know, but hey, let me figure this out. I'm more like freezing up and and turning inward and trying not to show my ignorance. So let's, <laughs> talk a li- let's talk a little bit about how to keep for us um, from being frustrated. What are some tips about how to learn technology? Well, I love YouTube and TikTok, but also give yourself time and grace. <laughs> so allow extra time if you're learning something new, you know, just give yourself extra time. I know that with my business, like making a landing page and having an opt-in form, like all this stuff was completely foreign to me two years ago. And now I feel pretty proficient. It doesn't take me as long to set these things up and all the stuff. So giving yourself time, 
and grace. <laughs> That's a great one. And my mother loves to laugh even at herself. She's very, she's a happy mm. person. And so this next one reminds me of my mom, except that you might not get it right the first time. And for me as a performer, that's hard. But I will say once I, you know, say, oh man, you know, I, I didn't get that quite right the first time. Um, it and kind of laugh at myself or just say it's fine. It is a great attitude because then I don't feel kind of wound up about, oh crap, you know, what have I screwed up this time? Yeah, exactly. I think that goes back to the grace. Sure. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Taking notes is great. I'm a visual learner. Most people are. So I really like seeing it done. Like if it, if it was on a screen and they're pointing and showing and that's amazing. So taking notes, whatever your best learning style is, you know, meet yourself there. <laughs> Don't. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I agree with that. Knowing your learning style is really important. I'm a big note taker as well. And mm -hmm. some people are audible learners. Like they can listen to a tutorial on something and basically replicate that. Some are visual learners, like show me how to do it. And some can read a manual or a book or online instruction. So know what your learning style is. And you might have to experiment this some with tech. Like if you're trying to connect your streaming services and you're reading some instructions and that doesn't work, call your daughter like I did and say, <laughs> yeah, I need you to yeah. walk me through this or whatever. So I, I think that's really important in these new uh venues or, or technology applications or whatever is to know what your learning style is. I really love that. And the last one, um, you know, is, is what I love too. Um, you know, you don't need to use all the tech back when I was a triathlete cam, the toys were one of the most fun parts for most of the athletes I work with. They love the heart rate monitors. They love, um, the RPM monitors for their bikes, revolutions per minute. Um, you know, anything that they could measure. And, and I agree measuring is great, but sometimes it's overwhelming. So, you know, if you're one of the five people in the U.S. that still uses a flip phone, i.e. my husband, um, <laughs> that's, you know, that might be okay. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, so you don't have to use everything that everyone else has. It, technology is meant as a life aid, not as a life hindrance. Right, exactly. Is it adding to your life? Is it adding to the quality of your life? So, I mean, just check in with yourself. <laughs> and if you feel yucky, like when I've been on a social media too long, then it's time to do something else. Go for a walk, get outside, pet your dog. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever. Right. And so that's kind of brings us to the next subsection here where we talk about maybe the wrong way to use technology or maybe, <laughs> maybe checking yourself. So just like you said, um, use technology at the right time. So we've talked about this before, not right before bed. You want, you don't want that, uh, blue light getting into your brain and thinking it's wake up time. So don't use your technology, specifically your screens getting towards bedtime. Yeah. So I had that happen last week. I was part of an online business conference and it was from 12 Eastern to 9 PM Eastern for three days. And so Tuesday I was on from noon until 9 PM. There were breaks in there, but basically, so at 9 PM I'm ready for bed. And so I remember closing my laptop and go, pretty much going to bed. So not only was I exposed to blue light, even though I have blue blockers in my glasses, my brain was full. And so sure. I, you know, I was thinking about and excited about all the stuff I was learning and it was, yeah, there was not enough space between life and bed. So did you sleep poorly? Yeah, I had some red on my aura ring data, okay. which is, which is also on my list here. I, I, there's some really great data and I love the aura ring for that. Like, you know, it gives me feedback. I always say, how do I feel today? Did I sleep? 
do I feel recovered? And then I look at the score and it confirms, <laughs> you know, the, here's the, here's what happened. <laughs> so, well, that's a for sure great use of data and technology. Um, one of the things I've learned very, very recently, and this is kind of sidestep in the subject of technology a little bit, this is more about food, but um, a couple of evenings I've had, I've worked a little bit later and therefore eaten dinner a little bit later. And I have found, Cam, that if I extend my bedtime to later than normal and give more of a window, and you could apply this to tech too, possibly, I actually sleep better and my quality of sleep is more important than the quantity for me personally. So usually let's say I go to bed at 930, but if I extend it to 1030 and get seven hours of good sleep instead of eight hours of kind of moderate to poor sleep, it actually works out better for me. Yeah. So you just had more time from the, for correct to, to digest your food is what yeah. happened. In yeah, that first, exactly. yeah. 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 And you know, this happens and I find myself mindless, mindlessly scrolling sometimes. Don't use it as a crutch to check out of your life. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Or, and sometimes, you know, and I've been guilty of this as a substitute for talking to the real humans, because sometimes talking to, I'll use the example of family, because I know lots of people that have problematic family members, but sometimes conversations need to be had. Mm -hmm. um, I have friends that, especially with siblings, I don't have siblings, so I don't have this experience, but I've had friends that say, you you know, my sister, blah, 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 blah. And it when it's a text message conversation, it turns into a lot more animosity than it would maybe if there had been voice to voice conversation. So I definitely agree. Tech probably should be taken out of the equation t as an avoidance tactic or to get away from a difficult conversation. Yeah. And I have a friend in Pennsylvania. She's a business friend and I will we'll text for a second. She goes, can I just call you? She's right, done that, right. like, And it's so much easier and it's so nice to hear her voice. So and it's just faster as well, you know? So that's so husband, true. Yeah. My husband's a big fan of that. He's in fact, abhors test texting probably because he uses a daggone flip phone, <laughs> but he's just like, just call people. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Um, this is funny. Make the buttons bigger. You can actually change the settings to make yes. your buttons bigger. <laughs> and, you know, I have, I myself have monovision contacts, which means one of my, con one of my eyes automatically adjusts for close up and one for far away. And it's been a beautiful thing for me. But it, most of my friends actually wear either bifocals or they add reading glasses. And mm -hmm. so if you truly can't see, absolutely. And, you know, on, on a lot of the touch screen phones, you can literally like put your finger and thumb together and expand the size. Uh -huh. So, you know, if, if it's a visual problem, absolutely make those buttons bigger or expand <laughs> your screen so you can actually see it. Now, flip phone world, <laughs> you can't make those buttons <laughs> that bigger. That is so true. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. I like this, using games to increase memory. I used to play Scrabble online with a, a few friends. Um, one, she's in her 70s, and then one was my age. But I haven't done that lately. I, I don't know. I don't know if they're still playing without me. <laughs> but you would make a word, and then it would send them a notice, and then they would make a word. And it was just a fun thing to do to keep my brain moving, you know? <laughs> right, right. And I think there's plenty of research to show that, um, but, you know, senior citizens, and we're not far around that corner, that do things like play games, whether it's solitaire or... Sudoku. Um, yes, all yeah. of that stuff. And now there's online versions. So um, a friend of mine who is a little bit older than me, she actually texted me yesterday and she was like, hey, I really want to get back into reading. Do you have a Kindle? And I said, well, I have one. I don't use it. I prefer paper books, but just a Kindle or an iPad or a smartphone 
is portable. So if mm-hmm. you're going on a trip, you only have to take one device and you can read on it, you can play games on it. And so I, I do think that that's super helpful. Puzzles are another thing, any kind of puzzle, actually. So mm-hmm. um, as we age, we do need to keep our brains engaged and we can use technology to do it. I just found out about this app this week. It's called the Insight Insight app, and you can use it for meditation and stuff like that, too. So I downloaded it. I haven't explored it yet. It's called the Insight Timer. Um, so, yeah, there's other things you can use for, you know, apps on your phone. And it, I just opened it. It had a cute little quote. And then there's all kinds of things. There's uh, sleep. There's breathing. There's meditation. So, you know, there's things out there to help you increase the quality of your life. Absolutely. And that kind of brings us to our last subsection here. What is good tech? And I know you have a couple that you love. So let's start with what your favorites are. Yeah. So I love data or ring. Uh, when I have a continuous glucose monitor on, that's really interesting to me. How is my body reacting to food? Um, so that's like data stuff, I would say for sure. But really my most favorite thing is meeting people online like you, <laughs> like the social part of online stuff. <laughs> I love that too. And I've used Zoom, obviously. I mean, I think all of us got used to that. Our company uses the Microsoft Teams app, which is great because as a global company, we can certainly meet with people all over the world, which is a really nice thing. In fact, I had a conversation with my in-laws last night and they were asking me some questions about my job. And my father-in-law, who was in finance, he said, I cannot wrap my head around how I would have done my job if I ha- if I were at home. That's what it was about. It was about remote work. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's hard to relay to people that haven't experienced this world with all of this technology, what it's like. Um, but I mean, I just small things, Cam. I own a watch and I wear it because it's pretty. I don't wear it because I have to refer to it for the time. I always use my phone for that. So just just little things that, that life has changed. Like technology has brought out around a lot of changes in the way we do everything. I totally agree. I mean, just... If- Today, for example, I had a conversation with uh, somebody in North Carolina. You, I had. Oh, she also. I have two friends that live in North. Are you North Carolina? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, That's me. So, two people in North Carolina today. One on Instagram and one over this uh, Zencasters, which is how we record. And then I had a conversation with somebody in Arizona, and I just think that's amazing to me. Like I have these friends all over the place. I don't know. It's fun. (laughs) I I do love that, and I mean, for me, being the helpful plate, some of my favorite technological things are cooking things. So I haven't. I have an instant pot. Like I would have probably never used a traditional pressure cooker because of the dangers, but even something as simple as a programmable coffee maker. So now I have plenty of friends who program their coffee maker at night. And when they wake up in the morning, the coffee's made. Um, now you can control all sorts of appliances. <laughs> yeah. uh, technologically, you, many people, you may have some sort of uh, alarm system or doorbell system where you can be in Kalamazoo and see who's <laughs> knocking at your front door. So, you know, there's safety measures in technology now that I think are amazing. So there, there's, it's almost limitless. There's obviously things that, that we can't really tie to technology, but I think if we embrace it, it works much better than my default position, which is to be like, Oh, I can't do that. Yeah, our new washer and dryer is can, can be connected to Wi-Fi. And I'm like, I do not flip and need that happening. <laughs> like, 
what is the purpose? No, no, I will go and push the button myself. So anyway, yeah, there's stuff that you have to decide. No, that's not for me. Right, right. <laughs> and you know, most people now are using online banking. Very few people have like land phone lines anymore. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, when you look at Cam, just what has changed in the last, I'll just say 40 years. Mm-hmm. So when we were kids, I mean, kids today, they don't know. I mean, I'm guessing you remember an eight track Oh, yeah. Um, tape, yeah. Yeah. And certainly cassette tapes and, of course, albums, LPs are coming back, but rotary telephones, like so much <laughs> stuff. I mean, I know you've seen the memes on social media. That's like if you're older or if you're younger than X, you don't know what this is. And it yeah. just cracks me up. Or like when you do you remember being on the phone and you were like dragged the cord as long yes. as it would stretch to go around the corner to have a piece of privacy. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember. The one thing I don't remember that that I, I hear about and people probably 10 or 15 years older is a telephone thing with a party line. Oh, and I yeah. don't remember that, but yeah. I know people, you know, not very much older that do remember that situation. Yeah, I don't, I didn't have a party line. <laughs> I, I want to tell you a cute story. My great grandma, my grandma, Minnie, she's not my great grandma, um, was born in 1904. And this was, the kids were young and we were all at my mom's house. My mom was the first one ever to get the internet. So she had AOL dial up. Remember? I remember that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And she only had so many minutes a month. And I just remember all of us. So all four great grandkids, Grandma Minnie, you know, all of us, my sister, her husband, all of us like crowded around this huge computer to get on. (laughs) You have mail. And I just remember Grandma Minnie was like fascinated by this. And I'm thinking back to her life. So I don't know how long ago. This was probably 20 years ago. Like she saw so many things, but she was there for it. Like, what is this computer thing? Let's get on the internet. Let's see what's going on. And she'd go, oh, she'd do this little cute little Southern. Oh, (laughs) anyway. Yeah. and Great memory. Great. And, you know, I Mm -hmm. applaud her so much. I have folks and I I have adopted a a Sunday school class at church and I'm the youngest person. And these old people are amazing. I mean, they share articles and send links and emails and uh, some of the folks join us via Zoom. So, you know, I'm just like, wow, I hope in 20 years that I'm equally as inquisitive and willing to learn because there's so much more goodness to be had. But, you know, life does move on and we have to at least somewhat keep with the times. Thanks for listening today. You can find us on Instagram at midlife.mamas. For all of our other contact info, check out the show description below and we will talk to you next week.